We're going to invite the kids to head back to OPBC Kids Worship. They're going to have a blast. If you're a visitor with us and this is your first time with your kids, feel free to walk them back. Our teachers will be back there and make sure they are set to go. And there they go. I love having them in here for the singing time because when you're up here, you get to hear all their little voices singing as loud as they possibly can. And they sound so much better than the rest of you, I'm just telling you. No, they really do. It's, a, it's an amazing thing to hear them sing. And if you, if you ever get a chance just to hear them singing back there, it's a lot of fun too. So, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5. If you have trouble finding Ecclesiastes, um, turn to the middle of your Bible, go right. Okay, um, so and you'll find Ecclesiastes chapter five in my Bible. It's page uh, eight hundred and forty-three. So, may not help you, but in my Bible it's eight forty-three. Um, we do have a few back Bibles in front of you. I encourage you to grab that uh, Ecclesiastes chapter five. So we're going through Ecclesiastes and we're looking at this book that a lot of people say is really, really difficult. And I, I think what I hope what we're finding as we're going through that is actually pretty nuts and bolts, right? As we're coming in, it's actually getting down to the actual nuts and bolts of life. That it's not at 10,000 feet looking at life. It's on the ground, walking through life, figuring out what's next, figuring out how all of this makes sense. And we live in a world that the author of Ecclesiastes would tell us is often like trying to shepherd or chase the wind, where every time we think we've got it cornered and we've got it going our way, it changes, right? That every time we think we've got it under control, it's life is an enigma and it just changes. And, and as we're looking at that, it's really difficult then to live wisely and happily in a world like that, where the world is constantly toppling over into something that doesn't seem to be working our way. When I lived in Missouri uh, for about 10 years, one of the things we would say all the time is uh, with the weather out there, which how weird is our weather? Right now, that was a total Seinfeld moment there for just a second. For those, how weird is our weather? No, um, I mean it feels like it's May out there, doesn't it? It's bizarre. But when we would live in Missouri, when I lived in Missouri, one of the things we would say: if you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes; it'll get worse. Right? And that—that's the reality that we had to deal with. And, and a lot of times, I'm going to move to this, Mark. Okay. Um, a lot of times, what we would um, begin to understand is that we thought we had plans. But God had different plans. I love watching weather uh, weathermen and weather women on uh, uh, meteorologists, as they're called, because they got degrees to tell us what's going to happen 30% of the time, right? Uh, no, I love the. Way they, I mean, they they study hard, and still at the end of the day, they go, "There's a 30% chance." Am I? I mean, and I'm, and it's fascinating. Why? Because they can't control any of it. All they can do is look at what's happening and try to make sense of it. And they do an important job of doing that because it warns people of the possibilities, but they're not in control of what's happening. And, and a lot of times we need to understand that that's what life actually is. We're, we're simply seeing what's happening, but we have no control over it. And when we come to understand that, we can either go the route of what Solomon here, the author of Ecclesiastes would say, or the, the speaker here would tell us where he just kind of went and let, well, then nothing matters, Right? It's all vanity, it's all fleeting, it's all purposeless, nothing matters. Or we can go the route of how do we find out what matters. And what we're beginning to understand is if we understand certain things in life, then we can find meaning in everything that we're doing. And these are the few things that we've looked at so far. A life of wisdom and happiness under the sun, in this world, wherever we are, for as long as we're here, we're going to find wisdom and happiness more if we, A, or first, accept that we are creatures. We are part of the created order. We are not the creator. 
We are creatures. And when we begin to understand that, we begin to understand our role. Our role is not to make a world. Our role is to be part of the world and to have and live in cycles. We're all creatures of habit, are we not? Okay. Um, I love our first service crowd at 830 because I can literally walk in here and I can say, they're going to sit there and they're going to sit there and they're going to sit there and they're going to sit there. I look out here and I can see some of you that for the past 10 years have sat in the same spot. Linda Hadcock. And... Um, and you, we we have we have people uh, Virginia Edwards when she was able to be around she would literally walk in and she would go one two three four five and she knew where to sit and that we're creatures of habit this is what we do we we know what our role is if we would just live by it but we're not going to find happiness in trying to be something we were never meant to be. Okay, the second thing accepting that life is out of our control just go ahead and accept that up front. And when we begin to stop trying to control things that we can't control, we'll be able to find contentment in where we are. Um, Don't you want to be happy with your life? Yeah? Don't you want to be in a place where you go, wow, God is good, as opposed to I wish it was something else? And that's the third. Embrace life as a gift. If God is the gift giver and he gives good gifts, surely your life, if it's a gift, is a good gift, right? And if that's true, then we have to accept the gift. We need to embrace life as a gift instead of wishing it was something else. And there are times where that's easier and there are times where that's incredibly hard. But when we come to that place of saying, if God is a good gift giver and he's given me life and he's given me what I have, he's giving me who I have, then I should be a receiver in that place. We want to have the good gifts from God. And fourth, last week we looked at this. When we begin to embrace life as a gift, that actually opens our heart to others. So we want to find meaning in what seems meaningless because you went through another week of work and maybe you didn't accomplish anything this week. I don't know. Maybe 